Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Back out to the Raider. Back out to the sorry about that. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Patrick is on the line. How are you doing, Patrick? What's going on, Vinny? Uh, Vinny, you're a king. You're the best, man. Um, I I was actually just going to <laughs> come in with a peaceful call until your producer interrupted you. I have nothing <laughs> against him, but let me get this straight, dude. You mean to tell me that, I mean, you have to be advising David Irving for him not to read the room. You've got to be kidding me on that set. Damon, I think he's calling you out. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh, say it again, please. I, I wasn't listening. I'm, I'm dead, dead serious. Say it again, please. What? 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 You've got to be kidding on this whole thing as far as the player association. I, I'm an avid listener, obviously, but the players' association, the David Irving situation about how many reported that the OT that he wasn't showing up for OTAs, or maybe he was doing something else, and you were on the other side saying that it was voluntary. You've got to be kidding me into thinking. Isn't it voluntary? How am I? What do you mean? <laughs> I've got to be kidding you. Thinking Irving, who is David Irving? That's what I want to know. Who is David? Does he has he has any pull to not go to OTAs after what he's been through? Uh, I'm just saying that it's voluntary. You telling me you ain't got to show up? Why do I need so to you're, show up? You're, you're resting your see. See, this is what Demond uh, is I'm not resting. I'm not resting on any laurels. I'm just saying not laurels. Me, no, semantics. No, no, semantics. Not laurels. If you're telling me I don't have to show up, why do I need to show up? That's all I'm saying. So let me get this right. I think WWE calls you up. WWE calls you up. Vince McMahon calls you on the phone. Hey, pal. And wants you to go and says, I hope you're there. You're not going to show up. Well, yes, I've never been to WWE. So if I get that opportunity, yes, I'll take it. But he's already in the NFL and made it. (laughs) What? Voluntary. What? That's Come different on. from that's you, different. to make a credible to make a credible argument. You that's, have I feel to be like this, serious, this is this is apples and oranges. I have never been what? in I've never worked in that organization, so of course I want that's the difference between an undrafted free agent not coming to OTAs and David Irving not like if someone who's already been in the NFL, you're a veteran, maybe you think you you do have that credibility. But of course, like the situation with me, if you were gonna like give this a wrestling connotation, it would be like like I'm an undrafted free agent. You're, you're somebody but who that's kind of what David Irving is right now. Don't you get that? What do you mean? Do I not get that? Yes, I'm, I'm I get you. I okay. Well, you guys are attacking me. I first off, I feel a little attacked. All because <laughs> I'm no, no, we're, 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 we're not attacking you. We're asking you to like, come on, show a little bit of understanding. Like he, David Irving at this point. Yeah, I career. understand that it's not voluntary. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's what I understand. So. You heard him, Patrick. He 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 he's 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 playing the semantics game. It's voluntary. We all know better, and you should know better. He's and a businessman. He runs. He runs. A, he runs a business. I mean, come on. Maybe he's got you know some other things to do. Who is he? That's he's David Irving. You keep asking. We we keep like, we keep saying on, his name. Bro. Like David, it's David Irving, man. Like the, especially what he's coming down to. Especially after what he's gone through. Especially with the suspension. I hope that credit. Vinny, I pray to God this cat wasn't sitting in his chair looking at the phone, and then you got John Gruden's text coming up. Hey, you coming in, buddy? Or are you going to put in work? And he goes, no. Nah. 
You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that exact conversation happened, but you got to figure a, a very similar kind of conversation happened. And it really boils down to, Patrick, common sense. It's just common sense. Oh, and Vinny, some dudes get it. Anymore, sir. That doesn't exist nowadays anymore, sir. Well, you know what? And, and, and just to, to push back just slightly on that. It is for a guy like Darius Phylon, who's in the exact same situation, essentially. The, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different, the circumstances, but in terms of missing a whole bunch of time because his career got derailed over something that he you know, was, was or may not have been involved in, whatever the case might be, it, he's been being given another opportunity to get it back on track. And guess who is there putting in the work? And open an eyes, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where it comes down to. He has common sense. He understands. Like I'm not for long here if I don't show that I'm ready to get back into it and and what I still have left in the tank. My commitment. This is you know you you gotta understand, Patrick, and you know this. You have to you know if you're really thinking about this, there's gonna come a point in time in the fourth quarter of a game where everybody's dragging and everybody's tongues on the ground and you don't got much left in the tank. You gotta know as coaches and as other players, who do I know is committed right now? Who can I trust right now? And if you don't think that that trust factor gets built way behind the scenes. So he didn't show up for two weeks in May, so we can't trust him to try hard on this last play of the game. That in this scenario, it's all or nothing, but he he didn't show up in May. Is he really gonna try hard to win a game? Well, Demon, the good, the when it, it, being around this long enough, nobody's ever going to let it. If if you don't, if you can't trust him to show up in May, you're not even going to give him a chance to show up in September. That's where you just cut it off, like they did. That's what that leads to. Whereas you can you can start building that trust right now, and absolutely you start building. I had Alec Engel told me that he felt like. In when when he was an undrafted free agent and showing up everything from eat, how you who you were talking to while you were eating like how you were communicating with uh, your, your your teammates how you were working in the weight room during I'm talking about during OTAs everything was being watched and if you, and 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 a, kind of analyzed and assessed and people are reading you and trying to figure out is this a guy that we want to be married to or not is this a guy we feel like we're going to be able to believe in or not and if you don't understand that. If you don't understand that that's really what's going on, what this is really all about, and how this really works, you, you know what? You, you can move on in your life, and that's that's fine. But nobody's going to be that understands this is going to be crying for you, um, you know that that you blew the opportunity, and it really does boil down to at some point just good old fashioned common sense and understanding what the situation is. So. Uh, Patrick, I really appreciate the call, and uh, you're, you, you've got um, you've got the green light from me uh, to, uh, to give it back to Devon anytime you want when he says something that uh, uh, lacks the common well, sense. Well, that's, that's that real wrong. funny, but um, yeah, I'm the one who's got to let him on the show. Maybe I just there don't answer those calls. There you go. What about that? Huh? Well, <laughs> I mean, you can have common sense producing. I'm pretty sure yes. you've got common sense in life, bro. Hey, hey, exactly. Hey, common sense in life. Job. Thank you very much. Common sense in life. It's it's so easy too. It's easier to do that than to be the guy that doesn't and ends up putting up hurdles that shouldn't even be in front of you, but you're doing it to your own self. That's that's the most frustrating part uh, of all. We're gonna go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Cisco uh, is online. How you doing, Raider Cisco? 
Doing great, Vinny. Can you hear me? I got you, brother. All right. Well, actually, uh, I'm with the producer to a point. It's uh, voluntary. But mm -hmm. it also comes down to his work ethics. What determination does he have? If he knows he was out of the league for a while and only played in a handful of snaps last year, he needs to be able to come out and show what he can do. I mean, opportunity knocks. If you don't open the door, shame on you. Definitely. And don't you, wouldn't you want to get out there and start honing your craft and, and, and getting in the best possible shape and learning the defense and getting out there with your teammates, knowing the situation that you're in? You're not Aaron Donald. You're David Irving, who has, um, you know, squandered chances in the past and, and, and sabotaged yourself in the past. And that's just the frankness of it all. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. But if you're David Irving, don't you want to be out there, you know, uh, getting better and, and being around your teammates and showing your coaches what you have to offer? Am I am I wrong thinking that? No, no, you are correct, 100% correct, absolutely. The only thing, you know, this is a new system. So whatever he, whatever he was taught last year by uh, Paul Gunther, this is a new system, new MD. Let's, you know, get out there and bust it. Show them what you can do. Show them, show them the beast that you are. I mean, you got the physique. You're natural athlete, but it looks like it's just not all the way upstairs right now. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and like I said, I'm not disappointed in him. I don't know him uh, at, at all, really. But I'm disappointed for him because I know, like you just said, Cisco, the dude has all the physical traits that you're looking for. You just look at him and watch him, watch some film of him when he was with the Dallas Cowboys. The dude can play. But he just has trouble being consistent, and he has trouble being available consistently, and he has trouble, you know, uh, kind of towing the line. And we all have to do that. You know, it could be frustrating sometimes. It could be uh, a hassle sometimes, you know, but we all have to do it. That's that's what life is all about. And, and, and those of us who do, Cisco, uh, you, Devon too, Devon's towing the line, um, you know, you're giving yourself a, a fair chance to succeed in life. If you're not, then you're creating hurdles for yourself that shouldn't even be there, and they're self-induced. It's your own fault. And an opportunity like this that David Irving have not, you know, uh, showing up, it's it's he's not doing himself uh, any favors. Raider Cisco, appreciate the call. Call anytime. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line, uh, Zulu from the Inland Empire. How are you doing, my brother? Man, I hope all's going well. Um, I had a question about the off season, but I, I got to comment on on what's hot. <laughs> um, I feel like this. I feel like the team is finally matching the rhetoric about roster construction with a, a forming, having this moment where they're forming their identity. And before, I mean, there's there's big news about Irving, but before this happened, we haven't played a preseason game yet, and we cut Hurst and Key. And so I feel like this, like this somehow fits that pattern. So I don't know what's going on, but it gives me the sense that the, the, the Raiders um, no longer feel like they're desperate for talent. Like maybe they would have put up with this last year, but the rhetoric about, you know, um, uh, um, putting for a uh, commitment to excellence and putting forth your best effort, I feel like whatever is going on, they got rid of Hurst. They got rid of Key, and I feel like somehow this Irving's 
waving Irving or cutting Irving, somehow that's related to that. Um, my question has, well, it's a two-part question, but number one, um, have you heard anything about scrimmages? Like, I know in the past, it seems like it was with Gruden. I'm pretty sure that, that at least one time since Gruden has returned, he's had a scrimmage with another team, and I think it was the Rams, but I could be wrong about that. And my second question is, um, I know the Raiders are going to be in, in Nevada for this offseason, but do you know if that precludes their use of Napa in the future? I do not. Uh, first of all, really quick before I get to those answers, you hit the nail on the head, and you said it perfectly, and I completely agree with you. When you're desperate, you put up with stuff, man, that you probably don't really necessarily want to put up with, but you do. Why? Because you're desperate. You have to. Yeah. But when you're not desperate, you don't. That's when you get control of situations a little bit better, and it's more on your terms. And hopefully your terms are the good terms, like you're doing it for the right reasons and you know that's, that's a huge part of it. But when you are making decisions not out of desperation but out of prudence and common sense and all of that, you're always in a best, better position, always, always, always. And I think that you're on to something when you said that, when you know, maybe this is something that they would have put up with in the past because they were desperate and maybe they are getting out of uh, that mode of, of thinking, and that's always a good thing. Uh, as far as uh, Napa Valley, I haven't heard um, in the future. It's my, the sense that I get, and I could be wrong, but the sense is, uh, that I get is I, I don't think that they would mind going back up there at some point uh, again, you know, once the coast is clear from COVID and all that. I don't know that to be the case, but um, we'll see. I, I, and I think it would be great. Me personally, I think it would be great. Uh, it keeps them connected. Uh, with that great fan base uh, in Napa. People want to go out there. It's a beautiful scene uh, up there, as you well know. Um, so so hopefully things can work out with that. As far as a scrimmage, you're right. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, actually, when I was covering the Rams. We went up to uh, Oakland in 2019, right? Yeah, to, uh, to start 2019, the, the Rams play the Raiders in a preseason game, and we went up there, and they practiced against the Raiders for a couple of days up in Napa. Uh, covered that, so uh, so I'm keeping my eye on that second preseason game um, when the Raiders go go to Los Angeles. It's a Saturday night game in Los Angeles, so there will be more than enough time to get a uh, a short trip out to Los Angeles for maybe a Tuesday or, or Wednesday and a Thursday practice, take off Friday, play the game on Saturday. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just keeping my eye out on that. I don't know that that's going to be the case. But um, especially with the weather out here during the summer, uh, if you could get a breather out there in, in, in Southern California a little bit, and I'll, we'll see where the Raiders or uh, what the Rams are going to do with their training camp. They normally do it at UC Irvine uh, last year because of COVID. They did it over at their practice facility in Thousand Oaks at Cal Lutheran University. Um, we'll see. Maybe that's where uh, the, they, they do it again. And if so, there probably should still be enough room to have a joint practice out there. I'd, I'd love to see that. I think joint practices are hugely, hugely important, almost more so than the preseason games, because you can control it as a coach. You can control the situations. When you're in a preseason game, uh, you might want to see a nice long drive from your offense, but it might be a three and out and a three and out, and now you're putting your reserves in. In a coordinated practice, you know going in 
working with the other coach, okay, we're going to get 30 plays for our first team offense against your first team defense. And on another field, the same exact thing is happening with their first team offense and, and your first team defense and second team and all and so on and so forth. But you're controlling it. You're not the victim or, or you're not uh, um, beholden to the actual game uh, situation. So uh, you can set up all the various type of situations uh, that you want. And it gets testy now, I'll tell you that. Um, I know that even that Rams practice against the Raiders the couple of days that they were up in Napa, it got a little testy a few times. You love to see it. Uh, and then the year before, the Rams went up to Baltimore uh, to practice against the Ravens, and it was getting, they were getting after it in those practices. So it ratchets it up the, uh, the intensity level as well. You're no longer going just against your own guys. You're going against guys you know, on the other team, and, and you, know, you want to you perform, and it, and it gets really competitive. So that's always a good thing uh, as well. But we'll keep an eye out on that. Uh, appreciate the call, man. Thank you very much, uh, Zulu from uh, the Inland Empire. Always a good time to uh, to talk to you. But yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm trying. I'm not trying to to knock uh, a guy like David Irving, uh, but I'm just trying to figure out, you know, um, the thought process. <laughs> you know, the like why? What would you know? Demond brings up it's it's voluntary, quote unquote. Yeah, it's voluntary, but that's just a word. Like you 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 understand. In life, that there are some things that don't have the, that that meaning. Like voluntary, it is voluntary. You don't have to show up, but you can't control how that might affect you down yeah, the Vinny, road. Because like, I feel like with sometimes with like these diehard fans, where it's just like because we every one of us, it was like I would love to play in the NFL given the opportunity. But like for some of these guys, it's just a job, and the job say you ain't got to come in. It's like okay, and then it's like sometimes what the job is, what are they going to do? Fire me, <laughs> and they do. Cool. But yeah, like- but I think that that's like like you you wonder about that thought process. Is that why is it? Then that's why you have to wonder. Does it really matter to him then? Like if he's willing to just nah, mail ah. If they cut me, they cut me. I mean, that, that tells you a little bit about. I'm him, not saying that know? it doesn't. I mean, I've checked out the I've checked out the social media. He's obviously been working on the offseason. Like where I feel like where where sometimes with the fans, it's like don't think that this guy isn't like working out like 365. You know, but sometimes if the job tells you you don't have to come in, realize that to some of these players, it is just a job. You know, where you can put all of your effort into the job, but hey, once you clock like anybody else at their job, once you clock out at five o'clock, you're just going home and you just want to like. You know, put on your TV and watch whatever you want to watch. Watch your series on Netflix. But I feel like that sometimes that they think you need to live and die and breathe this team because I do. And it's just like, man, not everybody feel like that. Well, I and to some extent, I agree. But but again, this is kind of part of his job. And especially, again, um, every situation is different. Every situation is different. Um, you know, not everything is equal. David Irving doesn't have the clout of um, Aaron Donald, right? He doesn't. Like, if Aaron Donald told the Rams, like, look, man, uh, I'm going to do my own thing this offseason, they wouldn't be happy about it. But there and and th- 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 I shouldn't say that. Yeah, th- they might not be the happiest about it, but there's a, re- there's a trust factor earned. Number one, he, he did it twice and still came back and won, like, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year when he was in the, the contract disputes. But, but there's a trust factor that this dude is going to be accountable. This dude is going to be present. This guy is going to be available. This guy is not going to be getting suspended for any reason. This guy is fully committed. We understand that there's a tr- proven track record for that. So even though they might not be the happiest that he didn't come into OTAs, uh, they would be like, okay, 
we, we've got enough respect in you that we feel like you could pull it off. And there's other players that are in that category across the league. But then there's other guys that just aren't. And, you know, so when you talk about voluntary, there, it, it does come with, um, you know, some, some, it, you have to put it in quote unquote, because you have no guarantee of making this team. Nobody has guaranteed David Irving anything. There's nothing. There's there was no like oh for he's he's pretty much gonna be he's a, there wasn't even that there wasn't even an assumption that that's that's a dude that you know unless he just comes in here and stinks it up he's gonna be on the fifty three he's good he's all right you know he might not be the starter but he's he's one of the fifty three there wasn't even any of that and you know to to put yourself in the best possible position to be able to really go out there and compete come training camp you got to put this time in now and and the team wants to see that too. How committed are you? How much do, does this mean to you? Especially coming off what he's come off of. He's been he's missed so much time these last couple of years. If anybody anybody needs to be in there doing football, football, football stuff, it's a guy like David Irving. And it probably told the Raiders all they needed to know about him that he just decided to 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 take the voluntary part of it. Uh, and run with that. And that's that's just too bad. Uh, but you're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embodder. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Nation listen line. Mitch is in New Jersey. How you doing, Mitch? How's it going? How's it going, Vinny? Good, man. How are you? Good. You sound a little different last couple. Are you doing a show from home? By the way, Sarah's uh, in the home stu- <laughs> studio today. Yes. Oh, in the studio. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm off work. I, I had to had to take the day off. Oh, um, okay. Hey, um, sorry about Irving. You know, they did draft it. What a couple of defense lines, but you let one go. I mean, it's. It's like apples and oranges. It's like one step forward, one step back. I, I hope it was not a mistake. If you still have something left, um, you know, you want step on the team. I know it's the right thing. There's so many guys. I guess somebody had to, somebody had to go. Um, Peterman. How is he still in the NFL? I mean, I just remember that Buffalo game when he threw like five interceptions in not even a half a game. Um, if Marcus Mariota leaves next year, don't tell him he's going to be the backup for uh, Derek Carr. I was hoping they signed Jamie Newman. He was a free, uh, undrafted free agent. Eagles got him. I know he can, maybe he can win the backup job, backup job there, but I was hoping they'd, you know, sign him as a draft as, as a third stringer. I don't believe. Yeah, um, I think I think I, I've written this. I think that um, you know, time's probably running out on Nathan Peterman to show that uh, he could be a um, you know a viable just a backup, uh, somebody that you can trust. To win you some games, or to keep the um, you know the keep the boat afloat if if you have to play him four games or so, can he can he get you to two and two uh, as a, as a backup quarterback <laughs> if he has to play four games? Um, 
And I, I think that's dubious at this point. So um, I think the Raiders quarterback situation is in a tremendous position right now with Marcus Mariota as the backup quarterback. Uh, but I think that somewhere along the line, um, uh, you know, probably not this year unless they move on from uh, Marcus Mariota. If somebody, you know, decides to, uh, to make the Raiders an offer uh, that they can't refuse and, and maybe Marcus Mariota, it, it's a place where he could go, you know, potentially really compete for a starting job. Maybe he agrees to it. Uh, but I think, you know, if you're looking at the Raiders quarterback room right now with Derek Carr, who's probably a seven plus on a scale of, you know, one to ten, you know, uh, maybe even an eight. I'd give him an eight. I'd give him an eight uh, as, a, as a starting quarterback. And um, your backup quarterback in, in Marcus Mariota, if you're judging him as a backup quarterback right now, I'd say he's a seven and eight or an eight as a backup quarterback, you know. So you're in pretty good shape. Uh, in the yeah. quarterback room. That's for sure. Uh, I know next year, Garner Minister will be available. I mean, I think he's lost the job already in Jacksonville, but he'll probably want to get out after this year. And, um, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for taking my call. All right, you got it, Mitch. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Gardner, you know, as a backup quarterback for the Raiders, I could see that next year. Um, absolutely. I think he'd be somebody. I, oh, no, you can't th- bring in a high commodity like that. The fan base, I mean, one bad car pass, and they're going to be chanting for the mullet. Can't bring him in. That, it's too hot. That's the, they're doing that anyway. And, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, you just have to, you just have to deal with it. Uh, uh, also, you know, Derek Carr, unless, unless um, there's movement on a, uh, on a new contract or a contract extension, he's going into the last year of his contract next year in 2022 so we'll see how that all kind of plays out i think something probably happens um you know uh relatively soon uh, to address to address that possibility or that situation uh but something like a, what, what i kind of like and i've talked to general managers about this um with the backup quarterback is maybe having a complete you know like if you if you let's say because because typically an injury happens during the game right so if, if your starting quarterback goes down during the game, do you want to have somebody that's a close proximity in terms of the skill set uh, that does, you know, might not do things as well, but does a lot of similar things as the starter that, that you're replacing in the middle of a game? Or do you want somebody in there that's going to be kind of like a, a backyard gunslinger kind of a player that just throws the defense completely out of whack right on the on a moment's notice um do you go in that direction uh it's and if you look at the raiders i'm not saying that marcus Mariota is that kind of a gunslinger guy but he does things so much differently than what Derek carr does that not only is he a guy that has started in this league not only well not only is he a guy that's gotten his team to the playoffs in this in this league um but he's the guy that does things uniquely and differently than Derek Carr. So as we saw against the Chargers, um, when, when Marcus came off the bench and played a really outstanding game, they, the Raiders should have won. They took the lead in overtime. The defense couldn't hold the lead in overtime. Um, he's not a bad option coming off the bench and doing things in a unique way that's vastly different than Derek Carr to just totally change up or, or throw a curveball. Uh, to the opposing defense. I'm also, and we're, we're, while we're talking about quarterbacks right now, I'm also a believer that Marcus Mariota, especially this year, the last year they're probably going to have him, take advantage of him somehow, some way. 
And, you know, obviously there's a discussion, and Lincoln's talked about this, do you, would you lose Derek Carr if he did this? I believe in communication, and I believe that Derek Carr understands that he is the guy here in, in, in Las Vegas without question. He's got the backing of, of, of John Gruden. Uh, he's got the confidence of John Gruden. Um, we'll see what, you know, if, if there is a contract extension coming anytime soon. But if I'm John Gruden and I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of, man, Marcus Mariota can bring something to the table in certain situations that we can take advantage of here. And I want to tap into that. Obviously, it would probably start with, hey, sitting Derek Carr down and saying, look, this is the possibility. This might happen. You know, there might be uh, some points along the way during a game where we feel like uh, we might be able to catch the defense off guard a little bit and put ourselves in a better position uh, to get a to get a short yarded situation on a third down or maybe even in the red zone. Would it sit well with Derek Carr? I don't know any professional athlete who's good with coming off the field, coming off the court, coming off the baseball diamond, whatever. Anybody that's worth anything at all is probably going to fight you a little bit on that. But this is where communication comes into play. And trust, if there's no surprises, if you're open and honest and frank about it, if you sit Derek Carr down and say, look, this is not a slight on you. This is an understanding that Marcus Mariota, we have a player on our 53-man roster that in certain situations we believe could be an asset and a change of pace and, 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 and help us win games. It's not anything against you. Um, then I think that if that's the starting point and there's a trust factor there, then while Derek Carr or any other quarterback isn't happy about having to lead, lead the field, there's an understanding and there's, there's trust and there's an okay, a, a level of okay with it. And then you move forward from there. And, I, and if you can get to that point, and I don't see why you couldn't with Derek Carr, as fierce as a competitor he is, as proud of a player as he is, as good of a player that he is, if it's properly articulated and explained, I think that he's professional enough uh, to, to have an understanding about it. Um, and, and so if you get clear that hurdle, and I think you could, then there's all kinds of ways that you can, you know, utilize a Marcus Mariota. And it doesn't have to be, you know, 15 plays a game, not even close to that. Five, maybe. Four. Maybe there's games where you don't utilize them. Um, but, but there has to be, and I think that you know, if I'm John Gruden, I'm thinking about this at, at the very least. There has to be a way that you could tap into Marcus Mariota um, and, and utilize what he brings to the table because there is some unique um, aspects to what he does. And we saw against the Chargers, this guy can still play, man. This guy can still play. And he was in a good place mentally and he was in a good place physically by the time that game rolled around. Remember, that was in December. Um, there was a lot of time prior to that where Marcus Mariota was just getting back into the swing of things mentally and physically. He was a broken player uh, that arrived here in, in Las Vegas last year in a lot of different ways. And it happens, man. It happens. Like, this is a guy who, Heisman Trophy winner, second pick in his draft, was expected to be the face of the franchise for the next 15 years. And it was headed in that direction. You know, unfortunately for him, multiple head coaches, multiple offensive coordinators. Where have you heard that before, by the way? Uh, multiple system changes. Uh, um, for in, in his case, 
an offensive line that was absurdly bad. He got beat up uh, as a result. Marcus Mariota did. So then there was there were physical issues. There was you know learning new systems over and over and over again. It's not easy. Then there's the pain, the physical uh, aspect of it, the health. That wasn't working uh, for him. He was banged up. That doesn't help mentally. Um, and then ultimately kind of culminating um, with him losing his job. And not only did he lose his job, but the guy who replaced him, Tannenbaum, got on a roll and leads the Titans to the, end of, to the AFC Championship game and solidifies himself as the quarterback of a the future there. And so how do you think that Marcus Mariota is dealing with that from a psychological standpoint, like I'm hurt, I don't feel good, I'm in pain, I just lost my job, and the guy that I just lost my job to not only is filling in for me, he took my job, and he's playing better than I am, and how does, you know, that's going to mess a dude up for a little while. You're going to be down in the dumps. We're all human beings. I mean, they're not robots out there. These guys are human beings. And so all of that, I'm sure, played into where... Marcus Mariota was uh, health-wise and spiritual-wise, um, confidence-wise, when he got here to Las Vegas. And, and he said this. He, he gives John Gruden and, and the Raiders a lot of credit for kind of sticking by him and giving him the room and the space and the time to kind of get it together in all the ways, physically and mentally. And so by the time he got that opportunity against the Chargers last year, he was where he needed to be in all phases and he ran with it and played really, really well. It was fun to see. That was one of those ones where you're up there and you know, you're know you doing your job as a journalist and everything like that, but you feel good for people. If there is a human uh, aspect to it, who couldn't feel good about Marcus Mariota knowing everywhere that he had, you know, where he was coming from and the place he was at when he got here and the injury, another injury that he suffered in training camp. Um, to really be able to seize the moment and open a lot of people's eyes was, was really cool to see. And I think anyway, uh, the Raiders can tap into that during the season. Um, not, you know, Derek Carr stays healthy and plays well, uh, but there's points in the game where you could probably utilize a guy like Marcus Mariota. You're in the huddle with any Boston. You're brought to you by Tequila and Bahra. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Producer Devon Cotton. I'm just going to ask Devon uh, on air. Um, we were talking about the whole Tony LaRusa situation with the Chicago White Sox and the Minnesota uh, Twins. Um, rookie player uh, blows through a sign, either disregards it or... or, or um, or didn't see it correctly, uh, that Tony LaRusso, who was actually out on the field saying, don't swing, don't swing, take, take. The 3-0 count, it was a, it was a blowout game. Um, he's, it's a, th- uh, a, a, a position player is on the mound, uh, pitching for the Twins. They had apparently run out of pitchers. And kind of a cardinal rule in baseball is you don't show up your opponent right there. You take it. He's probably going to just try to throw, throw one right over the plate to get back into the count. Uh, so in a, in a blowout like that, you don't take advantage of the situation. It's just the way baseball has been played for years and years. If Derek Jeter was the guy that was up to bat, he never swings. But this young player swings and hits a home run. And, um, and so the next day, uh, he comes up uh, and the, the, the twins throw it behind him. They didn't throw it at him, they threw it behind him. The message being, we saw what you did, we're not happy about it. It was wrong. 
and learn the rules a little bit better uh, in baseball. Whether you agree with it or not, that's those are the rules in baseball. That's how it's been played for, for 100 years, whatever. They didn't throw it at him. They didn't hurt him. They didn't try to hurt him. They sent him a message. And that message basically is, if it happens again, we're probably going to rack, you know, uh, uh, take it up another notch, and and you might get one on your in your leg or in your rib or something like that. Uh, so just just understand understand that. They asked Tony Larusa about it, and he's and he feigned. I don't know what they were trying to do. You know, he basically didn't back his player. He basically sided with the Minnesota Twins. And my point about that, what I'm seeing from Tony Larusa is, what's he going to tell the player? You, you you have to understand that in that situation. Just take. That's how it's. That's how the game's been played. That's how it's. Let me, it's let me uh, cut you off real quick. I just looked at the throw. But I got to ask you. No, no, no. Real quick. I have to ask you. This was the question I asked you. Um, you know, when, when I texted you, in all your years competing, and I know you played high school basketball, right? Yes. And you wrestled competitively, right? A little. Okay. There's nothing another player or another team has ever done that you and your teammates were like. That's not the. You know. It, we might have to give this guy a little bit of an elbow or something like that. Yeah, Vinny, I was on one of those teams that in high school we were getting. And be serious. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want a serious answer. Nothing I was funny. On, I, just, I just want an honest, straight up answer. I was on one of those teams where the opposing teams were getting were giving it to us. I played like Bishop Gorman. I'm you know you're new to the area, but you no, know, I know Gorman, they are, yeah. yeah, Gorman powerhouse. I remember playing them when they were number one in basketball and football, both of those sports. I'm on the team, and they weren't like you know, the unwritten rules. No, 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 no. Because even like the kid that's getting put in, like oh the sophomore that gets to come off the bench because it's a blowout. You know what that sophomore wants to do? He wants to get some buckets. He's oh, yeah, looking okay. at how easy I, I, it is. I, 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 I get that. So, yeah. so, so but I'm coming at it from so, the opposite end. If you don't want him to score, stop him. That's not me being funny. I mean, no, it is funny. No, stop know. You know? And I'm, 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 I'm completely with you on that. I'm completely with you on that. But there's, but uh, that, that aside, they, they at least brought in their reserve players at some point. They weren't trying to just completely embarrass you. Once the game was in line, they went to their reserves. Am I right or wrong on that? Yes, but how about okay. the twins? Because the game is so out of reach, maybe this is the this is the counterpoint. Why are you putting in a catcher? You're not out of pitchers. You're just you don't want to you just don't want to use another pitcher because you know the game is so you're out of throwing, use. And you're throwing you're throwing in the white flag. The catch, yeah, okay. Well, why are you bringing in a catcher anyways? Don't throw in the white flag. Maybe it shouldn't be down by more than 10 runs already. But I, They've already I, had to I, bring I, in that I, catcher I get two that, times but, but this it, season. But usually when it gets to that point and the other team literally throws in the white flag, the other team acts accordingly that's just kind of how it works is what i'm saying now, now so you're telling this me is the, this is the question wait, this is the question no, no no i want you to answer this question you understood that the other guy that was coming in the the, the bench warmer was going to come in and play hard as he should that was his chance to shine there's never been anything where a team did something that you were like now that's just not that ain't right there's never been a time where, where you felt like that Yes, I've been okay. I've been on the other end. I remember one time in a tournament, we're killing this team. They fouled out of like regular play. Well, not regular players. They just their bench was that little that they were playing with four players on the team. So then, yeah, we just start you know running the clock out a little bit. Yes. Okay, but what I'm saying is no. What I'm saying is there's never been a time in your competitive sporting sports competitiveness where you where you didn't question. Hey man, you're you're that's a little bit of lack of integrity. That's a little bit of lack of sportsmanship right there. Never ever like where you no. like <laughs> No. Yeah, to be I, honest, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. There's, 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 I've been mad where like you're losing by like fifty and they're and they're still putting it on. You're like, dang man. 
we can't stop them. But it's more of a lack of we can't stop them, not why do they keep doing it? I'm not. Yeah. And, and, and that's not what's happening in, in that in what, what was going on with the Twitter. And I don't mind getting, you know, uh, waylaying somebody. I don't I don't like. And this, you know, when a team, I, I don't like a team that's, you know, like, um, you know, when it's when it's when it's thirty seconds left in the game, still throwing a bomb. That's not right. You know, if you're up thirty to nothing, and you don't see that because everyone understands that's not the right thing to do right there. There is, you can be a fierce cutthroat, uh, want to beat you every which way to Tuesday. Like somebody brought up Derek Jeter. Would Derek Jeter have, have swung at that pitch? No, he's not going to do it. He okay, understands. Derek, Derek Jeter's not a twenty-eight-year-old rookie who's trying to get himself established in this league. This That's guy, not, Mercedes, okay. is off to a hot start. If he finishes the season with twenty-nine home runs instead of thirty, that could be the difference of between like when people are just looking at the numbers. Hey. I'm just saying. If, if you're a young player and you're and you're 28 and year old rookie, wait, wait, listen, yeah, I'm listen, not listen. giving up nothing once I get to the league. If I'm a 28 year old rookie, but but that's stuff like that. <laughs> this is where you again. This is where sometimes you have to be able to read the situation. Stuff like that. Everybody's watching you. Everybody's if you're if you're getting cheap ones like that. If and and go and doing it over and over again, trying to do that. Like if you're doing that, that gets known around the league too. That's the whole thing. That stuff. Everybody like that. on his team is backing him up. That's all that matters. You're telling me, let's say about ten years ago, when somebody looks at his rookie stats, when they're like, "Oh man, he hit 35." Well, technically no, but, 34 but, but because okay he hit a, say, he hit a home run a catcher. I know, but it's okay every once in a while to say, "Hey, look, you know what? I mean, do you, first of all, do you understand what where what Larusa's point was with, "Hey, don't swing at three 0 Do you understand that? I get what he's saying, but that don't mean he's right. I'm just asking you, do you understand? Do you understand the concept of, you know what, we don't need to be, we're, we're way up. It, they, they've had to go to a pit. They're throwing in the, out the white flag. They're throw, they're putting this catcher on uh, out, out, out here to pitch. You know, uh, it's not his fault that he's out there, you know. so Yeah, he should, the catcher should be mad at his team. They brought him out twice already three, this season. In, in a 3-0 count. Embarrassing him like this. In a 3-0 count, it's typical. So I'm, I'm asking you, flat, you understand what, the whole why you don't do that, right? Or or, yes. or the concept behind that. Yes. Okay. So it's not absurd. You're not you're not taking your foot off the gas. You're not it's just it's 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 just good sportsmanship at that point. That's what it boils down to. And and plus, not to mention the fact he he disregarded the 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 uh, um, the sign. That's you, you don't do that too. You get fined for that, trust me. Players get fined when yeah, they Yeah, but either, what about LaRusso? Like, oh, basically, he's agreeing with the Twins should have thrown at him the next yeah, game. Yeah, because That's how you know what he's, he's They've got the best if, team in baseball, and I think that, hey, Tim Anderson ain't going for that. I don't even think they like the manager further, anymore. If you take get him that out of here. Further, Fire LaRusso. I said it. If, that, if you take that a step further, what he's really trying to do is, dude, I'm telling you right now, if you ever do that again, you might get one right in your chops. Like, I'm warning you. I'm letting you know that this is how it works in baseball, otherwise he'd just be lying at that point. Like, like Larusa knows, and he's trying but to give the guy a heads up. Can't, you can't. Wait, 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 wait. Alabama wait. throws a bomb, and like when they're playing Southeast Alabama State or whatever, because you always see those college football games. And then let's say, oh, Nick is Nick Saban going to say, "Hey, man, if they light up my quarterback next game, it's fair game." No, no if, other sport. Uh, oh, okay with hold on a second now. Hold on. Yes, he would. If somebody, if 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 all right, I'll put it to you this way. If 
first of all, he'd get an earful at practice. If Saban called a sure behind uh, closed doors, not not to the press of like, yeah, my guy deserves it. No, if, but no other sport of the year. If Saban called a uh, if Saban called a kneel down, and the dude threw a uh, bomb, a cheap and got a cheap one, the first person in his ear would be Saban, and then he would probably go to the lectern. Uh, in the press conference and say uh, that ain't right and we won't tolerate that. I guarantee you he would. I guarantee you he would do that. Guaranteed. You're in the huddle with Biddy Monsignor. Apparently, you know, uh, Devon just he doesn't he just lets anything happen on the court. Uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna stick up for his teammates if somebody steps out of line on the other team and maybe give him a little bit of a, a of suck. an elbow That's to the, let him know. These are professionals. Don't suck. You, you have never wanted this to. You, you, all right, I'm, we're going to talk about this again Monday. There has to be a time, Damon, where somebody showed up a teammate of yours and you Did didn't he, like I it. I told and you, you Bishop wanted, Gorman would beat me by sixty points. There's never been a man. I, I I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy about this, Damon. I'm not happy that you haven't seen a time where maybe even whether it was you or one of your teammates got some somebody did something where you wanted to retaliate a little bit against that other player. We'll talk about this on Monday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila in Bahadur. We'll be back at it 4 to 6 p.m. on Monday. We're going to have to teach, you know, Devon's young, and uh, he's a tremendous person. But, you know, like a lot of young people, there's some learning experiences along the way, and you never stop learning. Even at my age, you don't stop learning. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.